Welcome to Flourish, where we explore how to nurture, coach, and inspire the children we love at any age to let their genius blossom. I'm your host, Diane Planadin, and a very proud parent of a son named Nicholas. We've had many great adventures over the years, and today we wanted to change things up a bit and give thanks. It's Canadian Thanksgiving today, and it's important to keep our traditions alive and celebrate. My family loves tradition and loves to gather around during harvest time. My parents used to have a vineyard in Penticton, BC, along the Naramata Bench uh, wine region, which is sort of Napa of the North, <laughs> and <laughs> it was always a great event. They originally grew apples, pears, peaches, cherries, and had these huge, huge gardens with beautiful vegetables. They had uh, chickens. They had all these chickens running around that were recycling all of our organics naturally and before it was even a thing. And it was, it was really quite eventful. My mom even had herbs growing in her garden for making ointments like the comfrey root for um, injuries. And we actually had a cat named Tiger who basically lived outside and came home whenever Tiger got into a fight and my mom had to fix Tiger's scars. So <laughs> the ointment really works. Over time, the demand for certain types of fruit changed and the first to go were the pears. The pear trees that we had were taken out and replaced with more apple trees. And that made me happy because these pear trees, they're like gnarly things out of the witch's forest or something. It's just, they're not fun to pick and they're not fun to climb, that's for sure. So I was happy to see those, those gone. Following the pears, next to go were the apples. And my parents had about a thousand trees. So you can imagine what a picking expedition that was as a child. And I was also happy to see those go. <laughs> but instead of planting more trees, they decided to get into the grape business. And times were changing, and they planted an entire new vineyard. And it was really, really a, quite a brave thing for them to do, because at that time, my parents were... Mm, say around 60 so they were starting over and if nothing else that's pretty cool now harvest time was the best time ever no more heavy bags of apples on my bag just grapes and grapes and grapes and the entire family would descend upon the vineyard we actually had a really good time that age-old saying of many hands make light work was definitely a dream come true for us. It was a gathering of family and it was an event and it became a tradition. So that was kind of neat too. And my mother, she had this tiny monocle that would show the sugar level of the grapes. And she'd be inspecting the grapes and we were all anxious to get started and oh no, not this row, not yet. And because it was important, it was important. These grapes were going to a winery 
an award-winning winery that wanted to make sure they were buying nothing but the best. It was fall, it was harvest time, and sometimes it was even Thanksgiving or my mom's birthday. We loved to celebrate her birthday. And we would gather to spend time together. T-I-M-E. One of those resources that is not renewable. One of those resources you can't buy. We all have the same amount of time. And so when you're outdoors picking to your heart's content, it gives you time to relax and reflect and be resolute all at the same time. We would also tell jokes. Well, actually, yo mama jokes. <laughs> you might know by now we're German and we love our heritage, and uh, Nicholas has been listening to my jokes for a long time. And, and I'm going to share one with you. So, Nicholas, this one's for you because you know it's my favorite. So, I would be sitting on my upside down five gallon bucket, clipping away, and my sisters would be on the other side or nearby, but everybody was within hearing distance. And I would yell out, your mama's so German. When you say later, she says Hosen. Later, Hosen. <laughs> I actually just told that joke not too long ago at an Oktoberfest party, so it, it resonates with me. It's, it's ingrained in my mind. So our many hands moved very fast, and it's usually crunch time. When the sugar's ready, you gotta move, especially if there's threat of snow to fly. <laughs> Even though we are so German, one of my sister's husbands calls us Greeks because we all huddle together and go from area to area and room to room and we're, we're, we're literally joined at the hip. And it's quite hilarious when you can step back and have these observations about our family. <laughs> It's what it's all about. Families, it's what it's all about. So that's why I love Thanksgiving. And I love that it's in October in Canada. So we're giving thanks today for the bounty that the land provides for us. And we're going to enjoy a traditional turkey dinner with stuffing and homemade buns potatoes, every vegetable in the universe, homemade pie. It's a really a great time to just spend the entire day cooking and visiting and eating. And we're going to do it with flourish. This is my first Thanksgiving without Nicholas ever. He is at the university working on his research and it's a vital time for him. Nicholas didn't get as many years working in the vineyard as I did, but he enjoyed it with relish. He would bring me buckets to fill, and once they were filled, he would take them back to his grandfather, his opa, who would gently place them in a bin, readying them for the winery. And he would run around with his cousins, being a kid, hiding in the grapevines, and really enjoying, just enjoying being outside. 
And at the end of the day, my mother would take all of her little grandchildren into the vineyard and show them the monocle, show them how to measure the sugar count and what to look for. And I thought that was kind of cool. They, they got to look through this little device and they were very interested. Nicholas tells me his memory is still quite fond of harvest time and the time spent with family and learning a few things subliminally along the way, but still being able to be a child, which is very important. My parents love to share their history with their grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And one of their favorite things to do is to get out the slide projector. The slides tell a story of what it took and what it took was time because these vines were not growing overnight. Time, so precious, so precious. While we would look at the pictures on the big white portable screen, my parents would discuss the history of planting the seedlings and how grapevines are so hardy. Each one of them an actual clone of an original vine, which I thought is really neat. And they can last up to, well, I think at least 100 years. It really depends on the variety, I'm sure. But then you wait, because the fresh vines do not produce award-winning grapes overnight. They don't produce grapes for at least two or three years. So patience is a real virtue when it comes to farming. It's a nice little lesson to see how the grapes evolved over time and one day just produce the most beautiful grapes ever. So sweet, we would eat them right off the vine. I know we're not supposed to, but we did. And then we'd save some. My favorite is to freeze them. Because a frozen grape that's full of sugar, oh, what a burst in your mouth. Nice cheese. Here I go talking about food again. <laughs> okay, back to the land. My parents also had a huge pumpkin patch and they did that for the grandchildren so that when the grandchildren came out, they could pick out a pumpkin and take it home as a souvenir or carve it right there on the spot, whatever they preferred to do. And it was kind of nice because they could say, hey, I picked my own pumpkin at Oma Nopa's house and put it out on Halloween or, or whatever they decide. It, it was nice. Nicholas loved the pumpkins and my mom would always spend time talking about how long a pumpkin actually takes to grow. That you plant this seed in the springtime and you water it, you can't see it. You water it, you can't see it and then germination happens. And voila, a little tiny bud comes to life and it grows into a vine and you still can't see any pumpkins, but eventually you get a little bud at the end of the vine and then the pumpkin starts to grow. And at first it's green and then as time goes on and it's ripening, it gets that brilliant, wonderful orange color because you don't want to eat a green pumpkin. Although that might be interesting on Halloween. My mom and dad always took the time with their grandchildren 
to discuss nurturing the soil, nurturing the plants, nurturing the vines, and how important it was, the seasons, because they needed to stay on schedule. In the spring, you plant the seeds. In the summer, you nurture them. And in the fall, you harvest, but only at the right time. Because after you collect your bounty, it's winter and the soil needs to rest. We do not have the climate where you can get more than one crop in a year, in most cases. So it's very important to take care of the opportunity <laughs> for the seasons. And you know, when I think about seasons, I think about Jim Rohn. Yes. <laughs> Jim Rohn was a speaker and he spoke around the world. And he used that farming analogy in many of his presentations, in many about, um, he would talk about how we're all farmers and that life has seasons too. And when it's your spring, plant the seeds. Plant the seeds because business doesn't grow overnight. You need to nurture relationships and you need to plan for the winter time. I love how metaphorical farming really is because as adults, our personal winter may not fall where it does on the calendar because seasons never change. They're all predictable. You have to prepare for the worst of times and the best of times and when to reap the harvest. I really encourage you to, to think about that in the big picture. It's a good correlation. We have so much to be thankful for. During his formative years, Nicholas learned from his grandparents how to be a farmer, how to be patient, and let things grow. That it doesn't matter how young or old you are, we all have the same amount of time in a day, a week, a year. So use it wisely. It is a precious commodity that you can never get back and you can never buy. And I wish you a very happy Thanksgiving from Canada, wherever you are in the world. Thank you, Nicholas, for the music composition for the show and for always being a hands-on kind of guy. You always are ready to pitch in and help out. And during harvest time, that was more than appreciated. So thank you. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you on the first Thanksgiving ever without you. So enjoy. Thanks for listening. And please consider supporting the show. Going to the flourish.mom website and click on the patron link. Your support and your feedback is always very welcome. Together, we will reach a global community with a common interest in nurturing, coaching, and inspiring children to flourish. We are all born with a gift. We are all born with purpose. Life's journey is to hone and develop that gift as purpose changes within. Jim Rohn always said, time is more valuable than money. 
You can get more money, but you cannot get more time. So true. Next week's show is going to be a lot of fun. I'm introducing the Crazy Cooking Show, and I'm excited to see how that evolves. Well, my friends, live well. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.